Hello. Hi, cat. Wait. I figured it out. I fixed it. I said that from very far away, so I don't know if it sounded normal, but it, it sounded or, normal to me. Why did I say normal? What a <laughs> what a not normal beginning. How, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I was good. So I think my neighbor smokes meth. Oh, unfortunate. Does it smell like cat urine? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm gonna let him know that I know. And ask him to try to keep it out of my house, the smell. Right. The worst thing is he's a maintenance worker where I live. Oh. It's horrible. What's going on, Kat? That's that's quite unfortunate. Yes. I just... Um, I think this turned into a true crime podcast. Has it? Because, well, on episode that hasn't been released yet i just i at the in the last two minutes of recording it i mentioned that one of my friends apparently had started a cult and then was put in a mental health care facility and then released and made an apology video and then now this the neighbor is smoking meth so it seems like it's taken a turn that's interesting yeah, I'm I mean, not even about either thing. They're 100% actually happening, and I'm involved directly in both happenings, and I'm disturbed. I feel like life is just true crime. And there's there's no getting away from it. So I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm gonna try to have the the apocalypse guy on the podcast if I can, but I'm scared to like interact with him at all in case he like flips again somehow. You know what I mean? Um, I guess. This person was put in involuntary mental health care, not because he was harming himself, but because of harming others and not like in a conspiracy way. You know what I mean? Right. Like, because I know sometimes they do that which we definitely do not support on this podcast at all. Definitely. Yes, free Britney. (laughs) (laughs) Leave Britney alone at this point. She's free. She just needs to be left alone. I feel like we were robbed of a lot of good music and good art because of how much she was harassed. Not that that's all that she's worth, but I'm just saying. Right. I just heard Toxic at the Halloween party I went to the other day. It was so good. That's always a good song. We love Toxic. Has Has the main ever covered Britney? Um, I'm not sure. You should ask them the next time you see them. <laughs> they do a lot of um, random covers at like live shows that like haven't actually been recorded. I have a question. How many times have you met the main? Unfortunately, I've actually only met the main like twice. I feel like this podcast is going to be the catalyst for we should try to get the main. That's my life quest. 
<laughs> I, my my entire life's purpose has just shifted. Of course, I've... <laughs> doing what I'm doing, but I'm getting the main on this I... podcast. <laughs> I've seen the main so many times; I can't even count anymore. And I get extremely depressed when I miss uh, the main concert. They just did a show with the Jimmy Eat World out there in Phoenix the other night. Now I'm, as soon as you said Jimmy Eat World, the, the middle started playing in my head. <laughs> it sucks because if you're like conditioned enough, then you have to like turn it off because I can't. Now it's just like, I need to stop it, but I can't. Ah. Right. Um. Apparently, wait. Yeah. Apparently, my ex, who you knew, her uncle used to be the drummer for Jimmy Eat, and they kicked him out before they got famous. Oh, crazy! Yeah, and then every time he heard their music, he would act weird. I mean, yeah, I probably would too. Have you ever been kicked out of a band? Um, no, but I've tried to start a couple of bands <laughs> in like high school, but I have a weird question. Okay. I think this is just me like this is some kind of conversational warm up, like like building up energy for the like a dragon moment. Like I'm just gonna the the conversation will find its direction eventually but um do you speak precisely or in an abstract way like say are you if someone says something to you on a particular day of the week and it's like a thursday and then you say oh yeah that's what jimmy told me on wednesday are you someone who's specific about dates and do you often forget or like just speak loosely and then correct as you remember? I have no chronological order to any of my memories. So I am definitely not precise at all. Um, time doesn't exist. And if I remember it at all, that's, that's lucky enough for me. Have you ever been criticized for this? Oh, I mean, yeah, it, it frustrates some people, especially people who are like A-type personalities and like need everything to be specific and precise. But, okay, because that's the more I've, the less of a douche I've become over the years and the less like timely and punctual, not punctual, but like the less time obsessed and the less specific with how I speak I've become, the more forgiving I've become of how other people speak and describe things and their perception of time and space. But I'm now encountering because my, like I've been doing more meditation classes and stuff. I meet random people a lot more who I interact with on this weird, like energy crystals in our butt kind of, um level but crystals don't go there my dude hey some of them do did you know that wait you don't know about this just you you can say you don't know so i I don't want to i don't want to know about you do it's not even okay I, i can promise you i don't okay not not butt crystals do you know about crystals 
put anywhere in your body? Are you aware of this? I mean, like, on your body, yes. Okay, so I'm just gonna, just gonna tell you something. Because they have these things, and we can talk about this on this podcast. I believe they're called Yoni Stones. Yes, I'm very, very, very aware of Yoni Stones. Then, then why were you pretending like you didn't know? I didn't say I didn't know. I said I don't want to know. Well, this is it's a it was a vital part of ancient health for people who I feel I don't even know what to I'm not even going to use the word woman to people who have vaginas. I feel very awkward talking about this. Yeah, but, but we've I'm also learned we've also learned that we shouldn't be putting things in there. But of course, like be weird, but for like, it's for health reasons. Like, okay, instead of going to like, I don't know what the treatments are, but like they have these medical procedures that people have done if they lose sensitivity after like childbirth and stuff or after a specific type of career or something like that. Right. And sensitivity can allegedly also be restored using these eggs and certain exercises. And it's the same way. I'm not saying men can use these eggs, but like men also have to exercise, like do Kegel exercises and maintain some form of urinary health. So, or whatever the, the pipes people you just have to be careful about like toxins and absorbing minerals and metals that your body doesn't need to be absorbing. Okay, so you would need something that's actually just a mineral then, right? Like a core like does it have do we need do we know what minerals can go in there? I'm sure there's probably an approved like safety list somewhere, but listen it's it's not worth the risk in my opinion. But that's just my personal opinion. Like everybody can go I, stick whatever they want wherever they want. I feel like I never thought that I would bring up the thing that you were afraid of, Kat. I feel like I've won a victory today that no one knew I was striving for. Listen, like <laughs> The thought of, like, getting, like, an infection that's, like, not handled by, like, antibiotics or, like, yogurt or some shit. Like, that's terrifying. Why would you get an infection from a clean quartz thing? What are you thinking that we're people are putting inside you? Why that's you what I'm so saying. Dirty? That's how easy it is to get an infection in the vaginal region, dude. <laughs> this conversation is so good. <laughs> you can wear the I, wrong underwear for three days and end up with an infection. Like you got to be careful. And honestly, this sounds like obviously people are like, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. But this, this isn't like to discuss like, I mean, like, how would I even know this? So it's good that I know because what if I someday have a daughter or I don't know. You never know. 
or some i don't know xander doesn't have issues like that his stuff is pretty simple to explain to him but i guess because i have it so makes sense right yeah. Right. Like 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 bath bombs. Like this is this is on topic, I promise. Whoa. But you know what a bath bomb is, right? Like yes. you drop it in the water and it turns all pretty colors and whatnot. Those can give you infections. That makes sense. And I've always wondered why they're just allowed to put anything in there. Like lush is evil. They just put little plastic dinosaurs, glitter, <laughs> rose petals, marshmallows. So Lush actually has some of the most reliable ones. Like, if you are going to use them, you're going to want to go somewhere like Lush that, like, puts that extra research. A lot of other places, the big thing is, is they put glucose in their fucking bath bombs. Whoa. But, wait, this was actually a setup for Lush. So, if you want to sponsor the podcast, please. (laughs) Or Cat's Life or mine or something. I haven't been to Lush in forever. But I do. Like, some of their products are good. But you still, you got to ask and, like, make sure, like, hey, this has, like, no extra shit in it, right? They try to to stick to just, like, your basic ingredients. Like, you're going to find your regular bath powders and your non-chemical soaps and shit like that. It's nice. It's nice. Happy skin. I've always noticed that people there have really crazy makeup and then I question everything about my life because I'm like, I don't want to wear makeup, but why am I so... What I maybe I do need to wear makeup, but I feel like it'll scare Xander too much because the beard already like makes me look like Sasquatch and nobody needs to wear makeup, it's all a stylistic choice. Okay, so next time you see me, do my makeup. Okay, sounds like a plan if I have it with me. Why won't you have makeup with you? You see, I only supplies. I only travel with my makeup if I intend on going to like a concert or an event of some sort. You sound so proper. We were just talking about vaginal infections. <laughs> now we're saying you're like, I only travel with makeup when I'm attending a musical performance. Well, because I have a shit ton of makeup and it's like like a whole extra freaking like backpack just to take all of my makeup with me. So if it's not needed, then I won't I won't take it because I wear makeup like three to four times a year. Like, let's be fucking honest. So, okay, how do you how does that do you think? Because obviously we don't really directly approach your spirituality. But do you think the amount of makeup you wear affects? has changed over time or has it always been like you only wear makeup three times a year oh it's definitely changed my mom first started letting me wear makeup like the end of my eighth grade year so like all the freshman year I'd wake up and I'd spend an hour doing my makeup like every single day even if I had already woken up late for school like it was so bad And then my, like, sophomore year, like, halfway through sophomore year, I was like, fuck, this is so stupid. Like, I don't need makeup. I look fine. Like, nobody's going to fucking care. Like, I don't know why I care. And then I just stopped wearing makeup. Like, fuck it. Did, was there something 
triggered the change in particular or was it just gradual I just like I was like yeah like over the course of time I was like man this is like I'm wasting so much time like I could be sleeping in an hour later every fucking morning like the having to reapply the makeup throughout the day always having to worry about like if I still looked right it just became such a pain in the ass and now when I do wear makeup I always purposely smudge my eyeliner so that when my eyeliner gets messed up I don't feel the need to fix it (laughs) smart I don't, I've been here once, and this is a very weird story to tell in a second, but, um, so, do you, I noticed that, like, makeup, like, my equivalent of wearing makeup was, like, shaving my beard every day, because, like, my beard grows very fast, and I was clean shaven for the majority of the last decade. Um, and it was like a very difficult task to be a hairless person. And then when I stopped, other things changed in my life. So it's weird that you said the thing about realizing how much time you were spending on it, because I guess to some people it, and I'm not trying to like throw anyone under the, understand how we're all humans and have such different ways of living, but to some people, an hour of altering to look drastically different to how you naturally look is a form of competing. So if you do it well, then you deserve to attract more attention or more, more garner more um, praise than the person who applied less effort because they don't care about how they look allegedly. And I feel like that's really interesting. Like, do you feel like, you've ever thought that like you have to work for other people oh yeah absolutely that's how it mostly starts like it is it's like a external and internal competition to like look good like present yourself attract a mate like how birds have colorful feathers but and then is that like And again, if this like sounds like I'm saying something that you have never thought, please correct me because I have, I'm just curious. So what does it in the time where you felt like you had to, you were wearing makeup for like to present yourself, is that because there's some kind of implication that the way someone naturally is, is not presentable? Well, a lot of it really is, is kind of like, especially growing up like a girl like I used to be a girl like I always say like when I was a girl when I was a young girl um just so nobody's confused but when when I was a girl like growing up it was like not only did every tv show or movie we watch have like clear skin and um you know high cheekbones perfect eyebrows all this like unrealistic idea and like it like unrealistic expectations of beauty set up as natural like this was supposed these are supposed to be teenagers in high school and they're natural like they're not wearing makeup but it's all makeup it's all makeup and editing and so it kind of ingrains into your brain like the textures on your skin and the extra hairs on your eyebrow and the acne or the bags under your eyes or whatever non-perfect aspect to like your face is is wrong like that's not natural you should fix it 
And it's kind of like unfortunate that that's still kind of a thing. But I've noticed it's kind of becoming less of a thing. Like, it was kind of crazy. I saw an ad or something, and the first thing I noticed was, like, oh, my gosh, you can see the pores on that person's skin. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, that's a real face right there. Like, that hasn't been edited out. Um, So it really was. It was the idea of, like, you know, like, your skin should be perfectly smooth, your eyebrows perfectly shaped, like, your eye, like, one even skin tone, your eyes should be bright. Like, all this crazy stuff that's, like, unattainable even with makeup because when you get to the point where you have like your full face on it's still not enough because you can't digitally edit your face in real life no I agree like I'm just it's interesting to hear because I've always struggled with appearance stuff hence the chameleon like or strange variance in my appearance over the years it's pretty weird like I've literally gone from like like weighing 150 pounds to weighing 100 pounds to like I don't know I get it like it's I don't get it but I get it it's like it's just different it's interesting to hear because I find myself obviously firmly rooted in the patriarchy of today and being a man like without any effort Sometimes I just offend people by talking because it makes sense for years. My, when I say my kind, I mean men have done horrible things. And it seems like the only uh, driving force behind that horrible behavior is testosterone, which is worrisome, like almost like it's a sword that can't be wielded by everyone. Right. Yeah, that's and a it's, very good way to put it. And I feel... Like, I'm probably going to say something weird now, but as you, like, are you planning on doing any kind of hormone stuff or testosterone stuff ever? Unfortunately, because of my already um, unbalanced hormones and my mental stability it's kind of been the consensus that that's probably not the best idea for me but i will be getting top surgery as soon as i can okay that's Mm -hmm. and was that weird for me to ask no people ask all the time because it's for some people and i'm not saying this is why you asked but for some people it's kind of like an expectation set for the trans community like oh you're not actually trans unless you like fully medically transition and it's like that's not actually an option for all of us and at the end of the day like gender is a construct and we shouldn't have to fully transition to be respected as our identities because like at the end of the day like yeah i'm biologically female but like I don't know the best way I've ever heard it put is is like sex is between the legs and like genders between the ears like it's all just a matter of representation so no I I'm so glad that you're like you share things the way that you do because I feel like it's not clinical and it's also not like which, of course, you can get as specific or as angry as you want. So you can be clinical or you can scream it out. But, like, you're so – it's very calm, and I appreciate that. Also, I think the meth neighbor just came out. I'm going to go look outside the window. 
Oh man. Oh. Oh. Drilling some stuff, and his shirt. I can hear that. What the hell? What's going on? And now, if Xander hears this, he's gonna say you said hell, because (laughs) I used to say helk with a weird K at the end to avoid him saying I swore. But lately, horrible things have been happening, and the the LL has just been coming out. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's funny you say that because I was listening to our previous recordings while I was doing shipment over the last week. And I was like, fuck, I cuss in like every <laughs> other sentence. Did your, I, I have a question. Did you grow up around a lot of swearing? No, I didn't. Nobody in my family swears. And, um, and I grew up around a lot of swearing. Right. And, like, for me, it's, like, I don't even realize that I'm doing it half the time. Like, it's just such an integrated part of my vocabulary. Because to me, it's always been, like, why why is it a bad word? Like, why can't I say this word? But, like, growing up in an LDS family, like, nobody cusses. Like, I heard my grandpa say, say fuck for the first time in, like, my 23 years, almost 24 years of living. And it was because he was telling me the title of a book he's reading. Was that in the title? Yeah, the the, the book was like the fine art of not giving a fuck. And I, I literally I had a moment where I had to like process that I just heard my grandfather say the word fuck. I was like, holy shit. Um, like, I think the most like my family has said like damn and like hell and like maybe shit. But, like, I could probably count on, like, both hands how many times I've heard my family cuss in my life. It's it's funny that you're saying this because in, so, in Urdu, which is my native language, I guess, or it's not my native language because technically it's the language of Pakistan and Pakistan didn't exist till 1947. So, anyway, it's the language that I speak. And in this language, there are words specifically for mother effer, Sister effer. Um, sister effer is a very commonly used word. Sometimes people just say it randomly. And it doesn't really mean someone who fornicates with one sister or their own sister. I don't know really what it means. Sometimes it's just like, oh, we lost the game, sister effer. And then it's like, whoa. That was that's, that's funny. Yeah, it's, it's very strange because the other day I was in the, I was driving a Lyft ride with, like three uh people speaking hindi but they like it's kind of like urdu and they were saying sister effort but it was a girl and two guys and they they were like oh we're their spirits all out of halloween costumes sister effort oh i was gonna be a clown sister effort sister effort ah maybe i should be something from stranger things and then though but the whole time it was accented with this the sister effing which Obviously, it's it's very crude, and I don't know why it's part of my people's vocabulary. But... Well, I mean, we say we say motherfucker like it's nothing. So I mean, yes. I feel like I can't say I can't say that in English, but I could say it in Urdu. But then I feel like I just feel like it's a strange. As a male, I can't say it because of the effort to decolonize slash de patriarch myself 
I can't say it, but I do think it's fine for people to say whatever they want. I'm just trying to like say less forceful things. I don't know. That makes sense. I can respect that. But but wait, I have a question for you. When we talked earlier about you not having a sense of time, right? Yes. I had someone this week go crazy on me because when I, I shouldn't have said go crazy, be very intense with me because I I had two therapy appointments on Tuesday and Thursday. And I wasn't sure if I was going to keep going to the therapy, but I didn't want to like talk to this particular person. So I didn't want to talk about it till I'd done both the things and decided if I was going. So on Sunday, I decided I had decided that I was sticking with this therapist and I um, and I spoke to this person. I was just talking casually and I said I was telling him what the therapist said. Um, and it's funny, I said I said him because I tried to change genders to like hide this person's identity. But I'm like, why am I? What am I doing? Am I a crazy person? But anyway, so I said, this is what the therapist said this morning, because I speak in this insane way where I all like yesterday, I told Xander to does he want fries with his like to put his fries in his chips instead of fries in his shake? Because but I just, you know, I misspeak. So this person went crazy on me. And then I noticed that it happened again in my meditation class. Someone said, I told the person, um, I'll send you the, the audio file today so you can do the sound therapy. And then I said, didn't I say that earlier today? Because I thought I said it earlier. He's like, no, you said it yesterday. Are you okay? Are you, are you feeling okay? I was like, what do, what do you mean? I just, I'm awake a lot and I do a lot of meditations and I memories overlap. I don't know. Right. It's, it's just been interesting for me to encounter this new type of person that I've never encountered. And they seem to be jarred by my lack of like specificity and like, like when something happened and it's freaking me out a little bit because I used to be like that. I used to be very on top of like obsessed with time almost. And then as I became a more healed and okay person, I stopped caring so much. But it's interesting to encounter people who are like shocked by my overlapping or loopy thoughts. I don't know. Have you ever had this happen? Right. Yeah. Some people think that like your inability to keep track of like memories in a chronological order or remember like that you already said something or when you said it even. People get frustrated because they like or not necessarily frustrated, but like concerned, if not frustrated, because it's like they think that something is wrong or, you know, like, you know, they asked if you were OK. I always get the um, uh, have you been sleeping enough? It's like, yeah, I'm sleeping like plenty. It's like my brain just doesn't have the right filing cabinets for whatever the fuck you're asking me about. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just interesting because I'm realizing that. If we are all the universe, or I guess all our consciousness is drawn from some type of singular source, then we would have to understand how to exist around all types of people. So it's just, it's interesting to me that 
they're the type of person who needs to stick to the earthly timeline. Right. Then, there's, then there's the other, like our type, and I don't know how you get to this place. Like, I don't know what that means. I don't even know what I'm saying. Time is a man-made construct. It doesn't exist. But, so then, do you... Okay, so then, assuming this, what are... Let's just shift the conversation drastically to what is happening in the the space time the thing that you're in right now like you're obviously driving this body and you're talking to me and we're not trying to impress each other seemingly imagine if we were and just like sounding super douchey (laughs) just like a (laughs) one-up conversation something like that (laughs) but any uh so what are what are you feeling lately like what are what has been happening with you in as vague or detailed terms as you'd like to leave a record off. I'm confused. You started asking me about what was happening. And are you asking me if I believe in time in another way? Or are you asking me what I'm doing? <laughs> I'm asking you what you're doing, but in a more of a, like a meta sense, like in your life, like, are you just working and playing it by air and seeing what, what version of reality presents itself the next day or Um, is there some kind of goal or not not even a goal because that's a very loaded word but I don't I think you get what I'm saying I am just existing my dude like I'm selling my soul to a corporate America to go work 40 hours a week but I try to spend as much time as I can with me, myself, and I, you know, my grandpa made a very good point when I was talking to him the other day. He said that happiness is the only thing that matters, yours and the happiness of the people you love, and everything else will fall in line. And I'm going to kind of just live with that philosophy for a little bit because I'm so tired of stressing out. That makes a lot of sense. That's where I'm at, too. Why do you think you were... um... Wait, what did, when you said you've sold your soul to corporate America? Talking about my job. Yes, yes. But how do you feel? I guess I'm only asking this for, not even for like the sake of like you unpacking it as though you can't do that in your own head, but rather to leave us little record here of what you were feeling in this moment. Like how does work feel? Like, do you feel okay doing it? Is it driving you insane? Do you want to knock people out? It's just, it's just like working for these companies who don't know what's actually happening in their stores and then, like, just having to follow commands and orders of, like I said, people who have no idea what's actually happening in these individual stores and, you know, getting the brunt end of when you can't succeed in the way they're expecting you to, everybody gets all mad and it falls down on you. And it's like, bruh, I don't get paid enough for this shit. Like, just let me do what I need to do and you can figure out the rest. I know, I fully understand. So is there, do you, what does the energy feel like at work? Like, do you ever feel like anyone's, 
consciously aware like you are oh yeah all of my see my coworkers and my store like they're all awesome like I love my coworkers. it's like the only reason I stay is because I have like a super good team and we all are we all we're all on the same page like the company just doesn't know what's going on and we're just trying to get get through it the best we can and I guess so we got to a good a really good place right now that I'm I feel like so I didn't work a real job when I until I was 28, which is a blessing. I'm privileged. I know anyone can slap me on the face if they want. I get it. But when I did, the solace I found in the shift work and the pain in my body and all that was the friendships and like fully kind of like how if you you can either watch a movie and be distracted on your phone or you can really sit down and stare at the screen the whole time or the same way with a book. Like you can immerse yourself in a book or you can skim through it. I feel like I started doing that people because the work was so miserable, maybe. And is that, do you think that's like the best way for people to get through work they don't like or tiring, grueling, like, many hours of work i mean if you can't enjoy your job and you can't enjoy the people you work with then there really is no point in working that job that's how i feel but then i keep meeting people who work jobs that torture them seemingly but they're very lucrative and not necessarily like horrible i don't know it's it's just interesting because i guess I was just talking to someone else about this. It's if I don't talk about this, it'll be a lie. But that my impulse for like um, monetary abundance or like an, an excess at least isn't really there. But I feel like if I act like it's not there at all, then I'll be doing the thing that the other meditation teacher guys with beards do or the other coaches do. Or the other, just the whole, the idea of being a stoic uh, person who's performing at 100% positive output. I feel like that's not right. So, I don't know. I guess I was, I'm just trying to figure out how you feel about work lately because you're, you're young. So, you're at the (laughs) age where most people aren't working. Like, they just refuse to. Right. I mean, I've been working since I was like 17. So I don't know. I've always, I've always been so tired of it. Like, of course, the goal is always like, oh, I want to be my own boss, run my own business, have my own thing. But it's just, it's hard when it's also so far out of reach, you have to work to get to that point. No, I, I'm glad you're Because it's fully, like, I'm coming from the opposite place where, like, I was working for myself and trying to do my own stuff. And most of it didn't work out and exploded in my face. And now I'm, like, rebuilding. But it's still, I feel like a lot of the content that I consume ends up making me feel like my ups and downs are, like aberrations that no one's ever seen before and i'm just like i need to go to doctor 
and make my performance more consistent in life. Right. I don't know. I feel like it got too dark. And I'm eating some rotisserie chicken. (laughs) Chicken's always good. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I've definitely reached a point where um, I refuse to work a job where I'm unhappy in any aspect. So I am, like, looking for new jobs, like, for the time being. But... If anyone is hiring, Kat can work remotely. (laughs) Honestly, like, that's, like, feels like the dream. But I also feel like I'd get incredibly depressed if I wasn't interacting with, like, people on a daily basis. True. Especially since since you have some some ongoing conflict happened to do with carpet cleaning and such. I wouldn't want that (laughs) carpet cleaning skirmishes to become a daily occurrence right did you hear that episode yet i did it was it was uh it was an interesting moment (laughs) it It was a good one yes because i acted like a deer in headlights afterwards i was like oh (laughs) i don't know it made me laugh um but i was gonna say what did you eat today i know that's strange but people should know what the the moments in between are between the big ideas of souls and genders and stuff. Um, I had like a small amount of leftover pizza and some rainbow sherbet. What's more living the dream? What's going on right now? What did I feel like? We just we just got the the idiomistic part of the podcast just started, so. So what, what are you, is that, are you going to consume more food the rest of the day? Or is that your only sustenance? Well, that was lunch. And I had the rainbow sherbet literally right before we started recording this podcast. And Ooh, that, you still have the taste that was my mouth? afternoon snack. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. Because I also have my Dr. Pepper, of course. Um I have a strange fact to share. It's not a fact, really, because it's probably not true all the time. But I only drink Dr. Pepper when I eat pizza-flavored combos. Pizza-flavored combos? Yes. You know those pretzel chip things? I do not. Yeah, they have these... How do you not know what combos are? What's going on? You've, My apologies. What's what's your favorite snack food? Chip based snack food. Chip um, snack food. The garden salsa sun chips. Oh, classic. The red pack. Yeah. Those are good. I can eat an entire bag in like a sitting. It's uh, it's un, it's unhealthy. Like it gets it's bad. <laughs> Those are so good. I I I started eating sun chips at Subway. Oh, nice. Until, but now I feel guilty eating there because of Jared and the yoga bread. But you know about the yoga mat bread, right? No, I I don't. Well, their bread had some amount of rubber in it. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, but I think it's it's over now. I think everything's good. I think we can. 
No, they changed their slogan to "Eat Fresh." Isn't that that must mean something? <laughs> Wait, hasn't it always been? I don't know. Did was it? I don't know. I'm I don't know either. I don't. I don't really pay attention to brands and whatever the heck they want to do. Well, okay. So let's. The reason I asked you how you were feeling about work and stuff is, let's let's explore like we're trying to talk right now about other things that happen in the past always or in the future but in the now do you have any feelings like in your body i'm so excited for halloween tomorrow do you have a costume i do yes that's what i was doing this afternoon was putting my costume together i'm gonna be a vampire super classic like Dracula style vampire or just No, actually, I'm trying to go with like a classy 70s vampire. Whoa. What? Okay, interesting. I Not got like I got all. like a a red button up and some leather pants with my cloak. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm I'm excited. I'm going to say I that you should put pictures somewhere, but you probably will. So, I look forward yes. to it. I'm going to be a murderous chicken. I think it's a chicken. It's a chick called Chica from Five Nights at Freddy's. But I don't have the uh, torso yet. I just have the mask. It's a big problem. Right. But I'll figure out the arms. Um, but that's interesting that you brought up Halloween. Because I was, I was not expecting you to say that. But again, it's good. Because now we know that you're excited about Halloween. Have you always been into Halloween? Um, yeah. I mean, have you met me? I'm yes, like but... the embodiment of Halloween. <laughs> yes, I've met you, but I'm. Tr- there's an audience. We're trying to trying to paint a picture. <laughs> We're trying to tell them the story. I mean, like growing up, Halloween was always like super tame because you know, growing up Mormon. Um, man, I should have my own podcast, and I should call it Grown Up Mormon, and I should just talk about all the crazy shit I went through. Yes! Anyway. Um... Please. I will <laughs> listen to every episode. But no, so, like, it was it was pretty tame. I would say probably around, like, my, like, early preteen years, like, 9, 10, 11, I started, like, getting really into, like, the spooky stuff. Um... How did... Wait, 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 wait. So... How did a nine-year-old, did you get into spooky stuff before you started smoking cigarettes? Yes. Okay, how did this happen? Like, what in your household drove you towards this other side of things? No, my stepdad, when my mom and my stepdad started living together, and we all, like, became this happy little weird family with my, like, mom and my, like, baby brother being born, um... But no, like my stepdad showed us, my sister and I, a lot of like scary movies and shit when we were kids. Okay, like what kind of scary movies? Just like fucking. We're, um, we're like, looking oh for gosh. the origin story. We're gonna find it. Well, I mean, like for real, like the first first time, like we were living with Paul, like before we like like got an actual house and shit. Um, he like put saw on in the living room and oh then like went to bed and like I was only like seven or eight, bro. 
but uh no it was like paranormal activity and like i remember being like super freaked out by the descent i think i just figured out what we have in common when i was seven my parents put on scream and fell asleep and i watched the whole thing by myself oh man see yeah it's like it's like too much sometimes yes oh my god it completely explains our strange like if there was some kind of ingredient that led to us having any kind of relatable conversation watching a horror movie at an extremely neurally plastic age with your parents dead asleep near you (laughs) it seems to lead somewhere yeah i mean i would say so there's got to be some kind of like child psychologist who'd be so interested in that what saw oh my god that's not even dude this guy is freaking outside without his shirt on again i'm i want to go talk to him about his amphetamine use but wait methamphetamine because saying amphetamine is incorrect because that's what adderall is right um i think so maybe have you taken adderall um yes how do you feel about the fact that most college students take Adderall now? Um, I was taking Adderall to pass my finals in high school, so. How, but how do you feel about it now in this, like, where you're at now in life? I mean, it makes sense, but it's probably not a good thing. Do you, do you think you ever need that kind of speed thinking in your own life? For, I mean... That's a loaded question. <laughs> well, I'm no, but I'm asking like genuinely if because there must be actually, well, I have a clear idea of where I'm going with that question. So it is a little loaded because I'm trying to, if there's a natural way to get the same level of neural activity that you get from Adderall, if it takes a little longer, it might be useful, but we would need to know first if you needed that performance. Because, like, I personally don't. Like, I've only taken Adderall once, I think. I think I've taken it once. I took, like, a half of one, maybe. Or I don't even know if I've ever taken it. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. I kind of try to stay away from all of that accelerant-type stuff. I prefer to keep my brain at the pace it likes to move. That's so what pace does your brain move at? Like, do you have are you a slow thinker or are you generally like anxious and quick thinking? I guess you can be slow Um, and anxious, too. Sorry, my brain moves incredibly fast, but my mouth does not, if that makes any sense. Yes, that I'm starting to learn about that by just understanding myself more. I'm realizing yeah. I don't say everything I think, and then sometimes it gets weird. <sighs> yeah, I wish I could just take the thoughts directly from my brain. There's like a disconnect somewhere between, even like, I can't even like write things down correctly. There's a disconnect between my brain and my hands and my mouth. That's interesting because I feel like if I was someone be like, well, you know what that means? You're chakra here is broken and it's not connected to the this chakra and i have to i don't know sorry i'm kind of disillusioned with people having immediate solutions if someone says something 
Right. Like, oh, your third eye is broken. It has too much poop in it. Like, I understand. Your pineal gland has been calcified by fluoride. Yeah, I don't, has it, at this point, I don't know, because I'm trying to avoid fluoride with Xander, because it's definitely a neurotoxin in large quantities, but I'm trying to figure out who's trying to poison us, why is it in our water, I don't know. They originally started putting it in water in lower income areas to help improve dental hygiene and health. That was before they realized how bad it was for us, though. But then there's been, like, no effort to stop putting it in the water. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's questionable. I'm, I don't know how to talk about conspiracies or the system we live in anymore. Because it seems that, like, most people are in general talking about how garbage everything is all the time. Like, it's not actually unique to talk about the, like, strange state. I would say, like, the North American continent, but, I mean, the world finds itself in. Like, it seems like stuff is weird right now. Not to sound like a hipster or anything, but I've been talking about, like, these conspiracy theories, quote-unquote, for, like, years. Like, easily a decade at this point. And now, like... Like you said, literally everybody's talking about it. It's not unique to be like, um, actually, no, the government's out to get us. And it's like, yeah. yeah, like, that's a good thing. I'm glad everybody's starting to realize it. But like, damn, like, where were you guys a decade ago when we still had a chance to fix some shit? It honestly does seem like even 10 years ago, the iPhone still hadn't, like, altered us. Like, we were still safe. It was, It was just... I guess 2012 was pretty bad because we all thought we were the about, about to end. Yeah, the Mayan apocalypse. That was... Well, do you remember Y2K? Were you around for that? Bruh, I was like a baby. I don't know. I, I was trying... Were you like six or three? No, I, I was like born in 1999, dude. <laughs> and I focus on your age that much. Right. <laughs> but I was trying to not say that you were, oh, yeah, I remember because I accused you of being a 2000s kid and then you said you're a zillennial. Yep. I am okay. the zillennial. <laughs> the first zillennial. That's going to be the name of your your memoir. <laughs> Xander said my memoir is going to be called Mimosas and Samosas. Okay, then. Yeah, that was weird. What's a samosa? It's like a Pakistani or Indian food. It's like dough with filling and it's fried. It's delicious. Oh, I totally know what that is. I don't know why I asked. No, that was... That's... I'm happy to go over it. Just like when I ask you questions about the main and you don't... Of course. Samosas are my domain. Um, (laughs) Oh, now I really want, uh, this is like, so I want some good curry. What kind are we talking, like Thai, Indian, what kind? So like my favorite curry is Japanese curry. What, oh, is that the one with the the golden curry thing? Yes. Yes. But it's like so hard to find like a restaurant that serves Japanese curry. 
So my second favorite is Indian curry, though. I I have to make a confession. When you said Japanese curry and I said the golden one, then I actually like, um, like sucked in my upper lip, so my teeth were sticking out, and I like nodded my head and made this noise in my head that was like this, like ooh, but because I was really <laughs> excited. But then I silenced myself, but then I felt guilty for silencing my inner excitement. So now I'm telling you about it. I love it. I always get very excited about curry. I might get some today now. I know. I'm going to have to, like, check my bank account. Why did you have to say that? Because could you, could you just not have? I was just going forward. Oh, I was just going forward with the idea that the curry was within my bank accounts reach today within the reach of overdraft but <laughs> but it's okay now i have to be realistic and yes check my bank account also that was a little joke i'm actually not super super horribly broke right now financially but physically i am because of working a lot to not be financially broke so it's interesting i'm broke in a different way right yeah i don't I know definitely feel that how do you how are you so okay i've i'm kind of embarrassed in front of like saying this out loud but i shouldn't be but lately like i've had a lot of a a lot more symptoms to do with my back and like all my weird stuff and i'm working the most i've ever worked and it's getting like it's a weird debate with myself like at what point of pain do I stop or pull back? I don't know. Do you have like a level that you work till and then you're like, okay, I'm done? Or do until you just. It, until it feels like maybe it's going beyond easy control. <laughs> like if I can manage the symptoms and pain, it's fine. But if it starts to become unmanageable, I'm outie. Like, so what is your pain like, if you don't mind sharing? It depends on what's causing it. So, okay, fair enough. So it's varied. Yeah. But is it like inflammatory pain or is it neuro- like nerve pain? Like, does it, you know what I'm talking about? Inflammatory right. pain can also be nerve pain, I guess. So, if like, I guess, what does it feel like? If it's circulation related, then it's kind of like the the inflammatory pain. Um, If it's my like head, like my migraines, that's like obviously a migraine. Um, If it's respiratory, then it's just that regular like tightness of breath, chest pain. My ribs feel like they're fucking breaking. Um, But if it's my back, it's nerve pain. Well, I didn't mean to make you go through it like that, but I no. feel like it's it's good to share. It is what it is. It's literally just my fucking life. Yeah, it's just, it's interesting because do you, and I guess this isn't a clinical examination of your chronic pain. So if at any point you're like, dude, please shut up, please feel free. I will stop talking about it. But do you get a lot of empathy for your pain do you get to talk about it ever um i mean i try not to talk about it 
um I'm pretty open about it like that it's that it's there and that it might cause like me to like especially like I leave work early all the fucking time um but there will be times where I'll have to like pull the card so to speak like like kind of have to like I guess like I don't know it's, it's hard to say but like like force somebody to be empathetic because they they're not understanding um like for example I had to leave work a few hours early last week because my asthma was acting up and I was like probably about like 30 minutes away from needing an ambulance called on me if I didn't stop working and my new manager had kind of tried to imply that there was a lot of stuff that needed to be done and that I should try to stay and I had to pull her aside and like give her the rundown and be like this is something that happens like I have some severe health issues like I'm not, like, a whiny teenager who's, like, trying to leave early so I can go party with my friends. Like, I'm trying to avoid you having to call an ambulance to the store. Like, I want to go home in my car, not an ambulance. <laughs> it's it's interesting that we're, we're talking about it because, again, it seems like, like there is this assumption that, well, you have you have pain or I'll say, let me put this on myself. So we don't talk about how people feel about your pain, because I don't know, someone could be listening and then like, I'm nice to cat. What are you talking about? Um, but I feel like there is, there's a level of unawareness of how much work goes into someone who deals with severe chronic pain, doing something conventional. Right like just something super normal and dull or even a normal thought sometimes takes longer to create because you need to generate more, not necessarily comfort to be relaxed, but comfort just to get to the neurological baseline that other people who have zero pain or like not much chronic pain are already at this place where they can have constant lucid flow of thought. Right. My my favorite example is is the the energy it takes for somebody else to make a sandwich is the same energy it'll take me to grab the ingredients for a sandwich and just shovel them into my mouth. Like I'm not making the sandwich. I'm yes. just getting the ingredients. Like that extra effort to actually put the sandwich together is enough to put me over for the rest of the day, you know. And, like, that sandwich can be so many different things. It can be getting ready in the morning. It can be taking a shower. It can be going and working a full eight-hour shift. A good 75% of the time, I can make that sandwich. Like, I know how to manage my symptoms and manage my pain and do it in a way that I'm not having to expend extra energy. But 25% of the time, I'm not going to make that sandwich. The ingredients are just going to make their way into my system somehow. And I'm glad you said that because I have the same thing with like, cause when I bend down my, like I'm basically whatever happened with my surgery didn't go else. When I bend down, there's like this electric pain that goes up and down my legs or whatever. There's like weird stuff. My stomach goes crazy. Everything just goes nuts if I bend over. And having a 10-year-old who leaves stuff on the floor all the time or picking up laundry, I have very specific things that trigger an, a pain episode or something like that that will last for the rest of the day. But the act that set it off is so minor 
that it's implausible to some people that it was really what triggered the pain. Right. So like you saying the sandwich, it's like a the sandwich is a placeholder for something that would be very easy for you in a different physical state. But right. the current configuration makes it so that somehow that act ends up resulting in so much pain that the rest of the day is spent recovering from the original pain. And then I feel like at the sake of assuming too much, we're not talking about some kind of psychosomatic, like depression-driven chronic pain. Like, I don't think we are. Are we? In any not, not usually. <laughs> yeah, like I'm sure it's happened to both of us, like it's happened to other people, like in, at, at hard times in our life, your body aches. Or your chest hurts when your heart breaks or something like that. But right. anxiety break. can manifest itself as physical symptoms. Yes. So do you feel like there is there's for sure a difference between chronic pain that's related to an injury or a condition versus the pain that comes with anxiety or depression like you've maybe felt before? Can you tell the difference? I mean, I feel like for people who experience chronic pain on a daily existence level, I feel like it's easier to be like, oh, no, this is a different kind of pain. But maybe for people who don't experience it as frequently, it might not be as easy. Like, I know when I first started having really, really bad anxiety attacks, um, they were mimicking asthma attacks and so I thought I was just having really bad asthma attacks but my oxygen was fine my heart rate was fine like I was breathing fine but it felt like I wasn't and so it 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 now is kind of a okay I can tell the difference between an asthma attack and anxiety attack so no that's it's really interesting to hear because um honestly well I had asthma when I was a kid and then when I started having anxiety as an adult for the first time I thought I was having allergies or breathing issues and I just kept like taking more Zyrtec and like doing stupid things to take away uh, allergy symptoms and it ended up just never going away until I dealt with the anxiety portion of it but that's It's like, so I think even us talking about this out loud, it's like, it again, if you take it out of context or a specific part of it, it almost sounds like we're like two young people who are complaining, like they're young people who have cancer, they're young people who have horrible illnesses that are terminal. But I feel like we have to have that forgiveness in the discussion of like, chronic pain affects performance and affects neurological output and then like it's not a scale of illness that we have to adhere to where like until we're dying we can't talk about it right because that seems insane like only if i'm dying can i talk about being sick or being having any kind of issue That's why I always try to remind and emphasize that, like, we can't compare our own individual experiences to anybody else's because in doing so, 
not only do we diminish our own, but we diminish other people's feelings and how they react to pain or sickness or loss or whatever it may be. So there, there's always going to be that kind of air of like, oh, well, somebody has it worse. And we kind of just have to remember, but that doesn't mean I can't feel an experience when I'm feeling and experiencing. Right, because it's almost like, um, like if someone... If someone gets a new car, they're driving it, and then someone says, oh, well, it's not a Ferrari, so you can't be happy yet. Right. Like, what kind of logic is that? Yeah, like, I'm I'm glad we talked about this, because I think that's what we're doing. We're chronicling both of our experiences simultaneously. And then you will spin off into growing up Mormon, And that'll be your... Are you sure you want to call it Growing Up Mormon? (laughs) Oh, man. I don't think I should start a podcast. I'd end up on, like, some government watch list. Isn't... But why not if that's what you're meant to end up on? You should just (laughs) go full cat. Do do you remember the extremely inappropriate quote from Tropic Thunder? Um, I've never seen... Okay, I've I've not seen the movie, but I know about there's a quote from it, but I'm gonna commoditize it and like take it. So we're gonna say you need to go full cat. You oh. need to unleash. It needs to. I feel like if it's on a podcast, then at least I don't know. The videos were pretty good. Oh, man. Yeah, the videos. Oh, God. What? Why are you saying, oh, God? Oh, man. Because I, I, I watch back some of those sometimes, and I'm, like, such a baby. I'm just, like, so, <laughs> like, completely different person. It's it's so weird to look back at those. But, yeah, I don't know. I, um, so... I've been trying to convince myself to write more. And not just, like, more in, like, quantity. Like, more in, like, quality. Like, I want my pieces to have more meaning to them. Would, do you think changing the place you put them would change the meaning? Because, honest, like, how can you, it's so truthful. I'm not trying to, like, praise you too much. But you do write pretty, it's so honest that, do you mean, like, in more detail? No, I just, I want it to be, because recently all I've been writing about is, like, from a personal point of view. Like, me, 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 me. I want it to be more, like, uh, relatable, not just out of suffering. (laughs) I guess, isn't this, this is part of that, right? Like, you thinking about it, and then you saying it out loud, and being recorded saying it. It's like... I don't know, because I have realizations, too, and it's, like, such a good thing when you have it and you start implementing the change even in your thought process. So, like, I didn't even consider that you were relating, like, your main point of relation was suffering because I guess I resonate heavily with you on that since we've talked about it for so long at this point. And, like, you said you were a different person before, so it's almost like... I didn't think of it in that way, but you being aware of it 
now makes me see that I've never seen you relate through the through another like angle so it would be interesting to read your writing through like I don't know like your thoughts on the happier side of love or something at the sake of sounding like an idiot right I yeah I want to kind of maybe focus more on healing and experiences that aren't me specific you know like a lot of artists use their interpretation of pain and what we go through as like humans to speak on experiences that other people may be going through, even if it's not something we've personally experienced. And I feel like I have a good outlet for that by just broaden my horizon. <laughs> no, that's, I'm glad we're talking about it like this because honestly, it sounds it sounds like I, I sorry I got too excited because now it sounds like even you talking about healing if you talk about it through the point of realizing that you can't relate your message through only your like experiential um, anecdotes I guess or like or little bits of your own life like something's happening in you and maybe I'm imagining that but it's like you're your writing has a purpose and it's like the purpose is making itself more clear. So like you're not having this ideation out of like some idea that, oh, if I if I do this, I'll get big on TikTok or, you know, you know what I mean? It's like there's a bigger thing going on. So it's kind of exciting for me. Right. I want I want the right people to find. Find it. It's not about. It's not about the bigger picture. It's about the individual who I may make a difference for. And I think you already are because like, how are we on? I'm 100% telling you I'm more, I'm more authentic because I know you. It, so much more. It's funny. It's like hilarious. It honestly, when I used to tell people about this, it irritated them because I think we talked about it. I met you when you were like super young. And I was like, oh, this person, like, to be inspired by your writing or even see how I brought up the videos. Like, I won't post a link to it unless you want me to, but I'm sure people will find it through your Instagram and stuff. But um, your YouTube videos were, even if you were, like, projecting or were wearing a mask of some version, like, some version of Cat, it's still, like, it's like a, a... a stop on the way to where we are right now and I feel like if you can just realize like for me I see where everyone's at on their journey and I'm happy to jump on the train with them while acknowledging where they're at or like I hope people are like that for me so I'm excited that like I think the right people will find you and they already are but I'm excited that you're, when you said the, like, I don't know, for some reason, I'm just, I think talking about realizing that you need to write differently is the healing part or is the talking about healing. Because through that realization, like, I went on a little rant. I was trying to praise you, but it turned out <laughs> something else. No, I, I appreciate it. And I will say you probably shouldn't, like, post those old ass fucking links, but it's really not hard to find my YouTube videos. It's literally just but, cat, the alien poetry. Yes. And but, they're there. 
But they I are. Just think so old. It's good to see the evolution, though. Right. It's good. And I guess if you want people to know how you're different now, you could probably make something new. Maybe. I don't know. I've been thinking about possibly getting a laptop so that I could have no more excuses. But You should get a Chromebook. They're $35. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. That's, like, exactly what I was going to get because I could get them through my phone service. Yes. You should do that. And then I think it connects to your the same internet. So you should be good to make content and write. But yeah, I feel so like awkward that. saying content. I f- it makes me feel like throwing up. Yeah, I can understand that. It's kind of gotten a different meaning. Yeah, like I don't even, I just like making stuff, but now it's like so corrupted. Like even Xander, like he finished his animatronic and we were talking about him like posting and he's like, yeah, I guess we'll make some content. And then like, we just looked at each other like, oh, that's so cringy. Like just saying it's horrible. Like, cause it has right. like, commercial connotation with it. Like, right. Like it means only, something so much different now. Yeah. Like only an attention seeking sociopath would make content. <laughs> like, well... I, <laughs> It's it's just the idea that like content is no longer just like creation. It's all about like making something to gain something. Yes, it's confusing. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't I don't really know even how to process like where because even with this, like recording these, I'm always wonder i have this thing in the back of my mind like oh like i should probably like figure out a way to start making a lot of money from this because uh like just some weird like demon voice in my body that like makes everything that isn't monetarily like helping me or isn't like a duty i'm not doing it like i feel like i shouldn't do it like i don't deserve to it's so weird right yeah i definitely feel that and i i have people like pushing on me all the time like oh you could sell your art or you could sell your cross stitching or oh you know you could do start a business doing that and it's like yeah Wait, but you cross stitch i do but like they're not good like the point is that they're bad <laughs> okay i just was curious <laughs> well no but like that's the point is like i do these shitty cross stitching <laughs> And they're supposed to be funny and cute. And I make them for my friends. And people are like, you could, you could like, sell these. And it's like, well, no, because then it's not fun anymore. Like, I sit down and do it because I want to do it. Like, it's fun. It kills the time. It's a way to be creative. I don't want to make money off of this. So, do you have... What, wait, what did I say before you said people are always pushing on you? Because then I imagined you in a mosh pit and my brain got <laughs> confused. We're, we're talking about like content and like the, the, the pressure people put on gaining things from it. Oh, yes. I, someone, again, like, okay, this is going to be funny. I was planning on not telling you because it's specifically about our episodes. <laughs> And someone goes, um, why do you, why do you keep having the, the doctor guy and cat on? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yes, yeah, like you, like you, 
Like, do you like talking to them that much? That's literally what he said. Yeah, I'm like literally I, one of the coolest people in existence. My, my literal, my response was, that's literally why I'm doing it. Like, if I could, I'm, I'm hoping to eventually record episodes with my family members because we do talk for three hours at a time. Sometimes it gets heated and someone walks out, but well, I'm still recording it. But I mean, it was weird that this guy couldn't believe that I was doing the, like, he was like, he was, he tried to say it like, I don't know if you've heard the episodes with Carrie, the guy who's a doctor in the forest, but he was like, yeah, like, why do you keep asking that guy about his life? He's not trying to be famous. And I was like, I know, I just wanted to know, like, what? where i'm being punished for my not even punished but it was just like a strange inquiry about if i if i'm doing like i shouldn't have repeat guests on because no one else wants to get to know people like i do and i was like you're insane because that's why i have positive feedback about like other people like the episodes and that's why people are listening to it but it was just interesting to have like people just talk to me about things like that i don't know how this came up but i i'm glad i shared that it has the air of pressure to make content specific to people's needs yes yes okay so then so then this guy's like yeah you should try to get some famous people on and i all oh you kind of cut out there i Sorry, he said famous, but I already had like some some people who are slightly like known in their field who I was going to have. And then I realized that even that I was compromising myself so much, like having this like strange pressure to like have a stranger on because they have a blue check mark on the podcast. And I was like, what? And it was weird. So I'm like, I guess I'm sharing something about myself that I conquered. I was almost like feeling pressure from other people to have celebrities or like pseudo celebrities on the podcast because someone people were like, why would someone want to listen to you talk to your friends? But it's a slow and steady build. And it's making me so happy. Like, if I, I even like automatically got a little teary eyed when I said that because like I just talked to Carrie for three hours before I talked to you and talking to you, it's not even like I also talk to my mother for this long sometimes and it makes me I'm not saying I see you as a maternal figure but hey if you're if you're ever adopting I can ask <laughs> my mother you can like if you're looking to parent at some point or something we can figure it out but you do ha I feel like it may it's very like it's fulfilling to just talk to you and catch up on your story and go through things and i'm glad that we're doing it because this is my i guess this is my art without return like i'm not selling the podcast hope maybe maybe one day lush sponsors us and gives us bath bombs second <laughs> the callback but i don't know i think i went on a rant yeah i mean i feel like the idea that like to be successful you have to have already successful people is kind of like a negative thought like i feel like most yeah, podcasts crazy. most podcasts are started between friends 
and to yeah, have even... rotating guests that are your friends it makes a lot of sense to have those open communication conversations that are like worth having yes but to me it's just like even now i feel guilty that you had to like defend it because it's like what some people record the worst podcasts about horrible evil things they get banned right. from the internet and this is just me having repetitive conversations with with people about things that are specific and i think it's funny because the people who are triggered by it are very much the things we talk about when i and i don't know how i know them so we're about to get to that i think huh are you ready cat right okay okay so this isn't actually about the people who question me about why i talk to my friends so much and how i should do something better with my life even though i did do 75 rides on lyft this week oh hell so, yeah yeah I, I did it i told my parents like i was a baby it was funny sad but anyway moving along it's not sad i'm gonna do a million rides next week and then we're gonna cat and i are starting a llama farm alpacas maybe okay i'm complete xander is totally down with that are you familiar i mean you did work at a butcher's but do you know about taking care of the animal, the alpacas? Yes, because I also grew up partially on a lot of farms. Okay, okay, that's fair. And the animals would have to have been raised to the point that they were delicious enough to eat. So Yes. I I just picture you as a baby with like a like a machete or a butcher's knife or something just running around. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny to me. Even though that's not true probably. No, it's definitely not. But wait, what was the youngest you were ever in a butcher shop? Like in a professional capacity? I mean, we started being allowed to work in the shop when we were probably around like seven or eight, helping to wrap the meat. Did you ever punch meat? No. <laughs> not even one time. No. <laughs> what is? Go- I'm very disappointed right now. I'm not gonna lie. I- I thought you would have at least slapped some kind of squishy. Did you? I mean, there's a possibility that as a young child, I might have, but I just don't remember. <laughs> I used to always, whenever there was like raw meat before cooking, I used to just run up to it and slap it and run away, which seems weird now. I think about it, it's very odd, but. Yeah, that's kind of funny. I, just, I don't know. Uh, what? Yeah, what were we to? I'm completely thrown off now. I'm going to be honest, I have no idea. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I have... Okay, so today is the first day I've taken off from Lyft in, like, a while. Um, because, I mean, I hurt my ribs, like, nine weeks ago, probably, when Xander was in England. And then I was also... I feel like um, I can say I was dating someone and it didn't it didn't end so well, I would say. Ended rather strangely. But strangely in the sense that, like, I just don't have, like, aggression in me. And the other person was quite, was feeling a little aggressive towards me. And I was like, huh, 
the aggressive back. So I don't know. It's strange when you get to the point that you can't have. Do you still get mad sometimes, Kat? Well, like, yeah, it's a normal human emotion. But do you get mad in like in? Are you able to yell at someone in a relationship? Um, are you able no. to get into like those kinds of high drama kind of arguments? I mean, as unless it's okay I'm, like, if you pushed, are. Like, I've definitely had people who have managed to push me to that point. Has that been recent? I mean, with my ex, yeah. What? Why was I didn't? It's crazy. I entered like I can tell how little I know then, because for some reason, I didn't think that you were like involved in that level of like intensity. Of like, you know, like I, for some reason, I thought the energy in that situation was different and more, uh, more tempered. I didn't know that it was still like, not negatively volatile, but just like variant. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just interesting to hear about. And I hope it's not like offensive to like, say like that. No, definitely not. I mean, most people really, you know, I don't know. Um, what you see is not always what you get (laughs) is is that like because okay so i've been in extremely volatile relationships and i've always like covered them up through like maybe through like artistic self-expression i guess whether it's not even artistic but like uh convoluted or like slightly like like a mask of writing and actions that's I'm okay and do you have you done that before or do or do you just feel that no one sees the situation as it actually is because there's no portrayal of it on the internet yeah I usually just kind of kept a lot of it to myself I mean I feel like if you look back through some of my writings during like my past relationship, you can you can see the trend to where things started getting bad because I started feeling um, feeling harsher, more deeper um, in the, the negative way of things. But really, it's because it's embarrassing in the moment. And even like telling your closest friends sometimes doesn't feel worth it because it's happening so often. And it's just, and like I say that, and it's not like it was like a weekly occurrence. It was like every few no, but months. but it's not but. like important because it's not like making me judge anyone, and no one knows. Like maybe some people know, but no one will know. I feel like it's more like important that everyone can manifest an arguer at some point. So like I can be someone who's argumentative and upset, and in my feelings, and probably make you yell at me and trigger you in many ways so i feel like it's not you you sharing is very appreciated so if you say like something you don't have to clarify but you can if you want but i'm just saying right yeah no i don't know it's just it's it it was it was an interesting situation and i'm learning now how much of it was um narcissism and you know whoa 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 (laughs) not not serving their means and their purpose in the end but so okay i have a question yes you because i'm i've 
and I've often been called a narcissist in relationships. And then I went to therapy and then I was told different things, but hopefully I, I wasn't told I was a narcissist, but I still obviously went in with that theory. So I presented it to my therapist. Okay, let's work mm, with your a, a narcissist won't be like, am I a narcissist? So that's that's right. kind of a good a good flag in your direction. <laughs> right, but okay, so it's funny that you say that because someone else said, well, what if you're a super smart, like reverse narcissist? Like I'm like creating like the, a complete, my subconscious knows I'm a narcissist and my conscious mind is creating a smoke screen of being completely dumb that sounds like imposter syndrome to me it's not yes it sounds like some weird thing but anyway so what what were we even talking about this is honestly i don't know you're talking to adhd brain i can't wait uh when did you get diagnosed with adhd um actually only like two years ago not even whoa is it like how did it feel to like be told that like of, like I kind of already knew and I was kind of just like in denial about it. I was like, no, I'm just bipolar. It's it's nothing. But yeah, no. So what does it and I'm asking this because Xander's friend says that he's been diagnosed with it, like his one of his very good friends. And I don't I've Googled it and stuff, but I feel like Google's a liar and you're always honest with me what does it feel like like in in the moment to moment when the i wouldn't say it's a condition when that configuration of your brain is like manifesting itself more prominently what does it feel like i mean i don't i don't know how to describe it cuz it's just kind of how my brain functions so is it like a constant setting that yeah like i don't i don't have moments where i'm not I, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to explain because it, it is. It's like it's a constant affect, whether it's one symptom or another. So, so do you take any medication for it ever? No. Okay. So then I'm do free you... ball in life out here, dude. I'm <laughs> wait, what did you say? I said I'm free ball in life out here, dude. That's that's good. My my dad would be proud of you. Because he taught me that when I was like six. And then I'd always tell my aunts and my mother that I was free balling. It was very awkward. <laughs> I realize now that it's it was. He should have taught me who to say it to at least. Right. I would literally just yell it at people. Like I've said it to my grandmother. It was messed up. I don't think she wanted to know. That's funny. But, but um, before this. Yes. Yeah, so. So when you, so this is another question and it's really good because I'm going to try to reference, like use, this is mostly for my mom, maybe in a way too. So when she eventually hears this, when you smoke cannabis, how, how do you feel different? If you don't smoke it. If you don't mind me asking the specifics of this feeling. Um, I mean, it's, I get very angsty and everything's overwhelming and overstimulating and I uh, feel a lot of pain. So 
I, I don't really know much else past that, though, because, like, I wake up and the first thing that I do is smoke. And the longer I go without smoking, the more irritated I get. <laughs> but, but okay, but what about Japan when you couldn't smoke? How that did you tough. feel? I was um, in uh, constant pain, always pretty moody, very overwhelmed and overstimulated. And did that, okay, so I guess at the sake of like examining your brain too much, and if you get annoyed, just say F off or whatever, it's okay. We can continue on a different subject. But do you, when you came back to America and you started smoking again, can you... Obviously, you're using unfavorable adjectives to describe how you were feeling in Japan, like moody or like overstimulated. But what about were there any other is there any other way to describe the difference in you so that like, because it seems like it's just about it's just about being more manageable. That's really all it is. So do, do you think slower then you do like I guess in terms of I guess I was asking because I was wondering about your ADHD and if that manifested itself more in Japan when you were not able to use any kind of um um I don't I don't really think cannabis has any effect on that part okay so it's like so you're literally just like aware of it and moving forward with it and just like figuring out how it works yeah basically okay that makes sense because i've been because i basically don't consider the it this annoys people i don't consider them like people various terms such as disorder or but i think there's a specific reason everyone's configured the way they are and their brain is the biological thing they're given to operate so um I just, I guess I'm excited to see what you do with your ADHD. It's probably going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't just completely derail me first. It won't. It, and now, and podcast will keep you on your rails. The next time you're derailed, you'll be like, hey, so guys, uh, I only did nine keys to him. And be like, hey, cat. Sorry, that was too much, but you know, <laughs> like. I said nine keys because I watched this show today where a guy took out a key and then did something. And I was like, oh, that's drugs. I've ne- For some reason, I've never seen anyone do that in real life. You've never or- seen somebody use a key to do drugs? Just because I haven't been or like, I haven't. I've seen people, them off people's butts. So if we're, if you're trying to flex on me, I guess. I, I- I've done, I've done coke off of somebody's butt. I feel like that was a, a glory. I want that was such a good moment. That's why I <laughs> after that. that was my best friend's butt. Should I should I ask the context more or should I? Um, we we had mentioned that we had never done coke off of somebody else's body part before, and so we did coke off of each other's butts. I could I can also say in the same sentence I've had somebody do coke off of my butt. And that was, would you, okay. So now <laughs> we're, we're speaking about this, but, and people have to know that we're laughing and we sound happy. But of course, even though experimenting is fun, we, I would Don't suggest experimenting with things that are not 
illegal yeah, don't, where you are. Don't, don't do drugs. I'm not condoning yeah. doing coke off of somebody's ass. I'm just saying that I've done it. Just wanted to leave that in the record books. And I think and it's good. I'm, I'm four years sober. Technically, like, this weekend is officially it. So. I feel. Do you get. I know it's going to sound dumb. Do you get a coin? No, because I don't go to N.A. That's not... Why don't you? Just for the coins. Because I don't want to go and, like, talk to a bunch of people about how I used to have issues and, like, hear other people talk about their worst issues <laughs> and be made to feel bad that I um, still do weed. Well, it's why... How can they make you feel bad about smoking cannabis when the guy who founded AA did acid? Um, because the idea behind AA and NA is like total cut off, like 100%. Yes, but, but that guy quit smoking by doing acid, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they feel about acid, but I know how they feel about weed. I'm, it's so strange. I'm starting to like just question everything about reality because I was talking to, um, someone on the last podcast about like my own health stuff and i like this is gonna sound weird but immediately like everything that my endocrinologist had told me this guy i'm talking to is also a physician and has practiced for 30 years so my endocrinologist is pretty young and and was in her 20s and she prescribed prescribed me corticosteroids basically for the rest of my life like I'm just supposed to be on it right yikes and and then I tell this guy Carrie specific I'm just saying his name because I feel weird saying this guy and he goes oh I've never prescribed a patient with adrenal fatigue or insufficiency um a corticosteroid and I'm just like wait what does that even like my why does my reality get shifted Every time I talk to someone who is not being paid by the establishment, every single time, it's almost like a crime. Like I've been taking that stuff. And now I just read that long-term corticosteroid use leads to white matter damage in the brain or something. I'm just going to, yeah, I don't know what, maybe that's not white matter damage. Maybe that's from UFOs. I don't (laughs) know. I mean, I was prescribed steroids from a really young age and the long lasting side effects from that. Like I haven't been I, I only take them um, if I'm having like a serious respiratory issue and they prescribe them at a hospital. But um, I used to like have to take them like almost daily. And um, the like side effects from that are like permanent. <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous. Look, long term corticosteroid use may be associated with more serious sequel it says more serious sequel. I don't know. That seems like a weird way to say it, including osteoaseptic mm-hmm. joint necrosis, adrenal insufficiency, but I already have that. Sorry. Gastrointestinal, hepatic, and ophthalmological effects, yeah. hyperlipidemia, growth suppression, and possible congenital malformations. So basically, am I like. I just don't know anymore what reality is because I'm basically like the people I'm allowed to trust legally are poisoning me, basically, yeah. like, literally poisoning. 
and making my time with Xander on Earth shorter. And I'm just confused. And they're making money why. doing it. Yeah, why? Like, what is happening? I don't even know how to proceed. It's bizarre. Like, it's like even so, I was talking to my parents, and they're like, oh, well, when you come to Pakistan, you can go to a different doctor here, like, so you can go quicker because it's not the same as like the health system here. I'm like, it doesn't matter who I go to if their main idea is to just prescribe me a medication that's going to destroy my body by the time I'm 40, then maybe I should like look for a different solution. Right. Like, are There's you- definitely supposed to be a balance between natural medicines and man-made medicines. And we focus way too heavily on man-made medicines that aren't actually good for us. Do you use any, even if they're small, do you have any like herbal remedies that you use in your life? Um, I mean, like if I'm like sick with something that I don't need, like an actual like medication for, I have my fixes, but I, I don't take anything on a daily basis because I don't like to alter my body's state more than I already do smoking weed every day. <laughs> so... Okay, but at the sake, I'm not going to call you out. So I'm going to try to say it in a different way because I don't also consume any type of supplements that a person should to be healthy. But you've only eaten pizza and ice cream today. And? And and if you don't eat a nutritious dinner, then someone should be telling you to supplement with vitamins but i won't do that but i'm just saying yeah someone probably should but even if they did but if someone but someone who cares about you wants you to feel better so maybe oh, but that's w- the thing that's the thing is most of the vitamins that I, I i used to take vitamins all the time but i'd react to them we just and- eat okay Eat vegetables. What about a th- no? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. When you when you've lived your entire life in like chronic misery, and you reach a point where you're you're content and comfortable, like I don't feel the need to change anything, because like okay. I get through my days better than I used to. I I respect that and I'm glad I feel like I'm honestly just like a a puppet and the universe is using me to like play a even though I can string together like long sentences I'm basically like a patriarchal buffoon and I'm here to like uplift like non non like I guess I guess disenfranchised isn't the right word to use whatever people who don't have as much patriarchal privilege as myself so thank you for saying no like that it made me feel very happy (laughs) i felt so happy like when xander dude we had this amazing argument yesterday and it was obviously it felt bad in the moment for me too but it was amazing because i recorded it and of course i deleted the recording and i never record our arguments but i just wanted him to see because he was like yelling at me a little bit But at one point he goes, we've noticed he randomly says, like without being prompted in any logical way, he says, I don't care when he's angry. (laughs) So uh, we were having this argument and he goes in the video, he goes, I don't care. And I go, but Xander. And he goes, I actually don't care. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and then I'm like, I'm trying to just like beg him. I'm like, okay, God, this is getting out of hand. So in my quietest voice, I try to say something very dramatic, but it comes out like this. I said, Xander, you're... <laughs> Your 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 soul can go to hell if you do stuff like this. You have to be careful, buddy. And he goes, "We'll see." <laughs> and when I showed him, he like we just joked about it for hours. And he's like, "Yeah, daddy, I'll I'll relax next time." But to me, it was such a good argument, and that's like how I also felt when you said no. Just like that defiance. It's like it's necessary because otherwise we should just be getting like injections in our eyes and eating hydrogenated oils and putting bath bombs in our butts that give us infections. Yep. But we're not doing that, Kat. This is not that type of podcast. Uh, okay. Okay. If you say so. Unless <laughs> we have like a wild episode, like a Howard Stern-esque episode. But... That oh man goodness. is messed up. Dude, is he? He's the curly haired guy. There's always like some weird like. Is he the one who did the tiniest penis contest? Probably. It sounds very much like him. I sh- I'll I'll check. <laughs> man, my cat is sleeping so fucking peacefully on the bed right now. And she's been sleeping this entire time just like napping yes uh also that's what's your cat's name lilith why is your cat's name lilith um i mean technically like i named her after like the second wife of adam you know mother of demons lilith that's that's what i figured yeah did it's funny but, that you said second wife because apparently she was the first wife. Or sorry, yeah, sorry, the first wife of Adam. Did I say second wife? That sounds yes. about right. No, you're good. Um, I just got. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, sorry, the first wife of Adam. Um, but yes, uh, I was watching um that the uh the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina series that they did on Netflix, and that that's what encouraged me to name her Lilith. Dude, is is that show still going? Um, I. I'm not sure. I feel like I remember them setting us up for another season, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I've I haven't seen it, but I think I should because I was gonna start watching Riverdale, but I don't know. Have you seen I've watched Riverdale? part. Of, I've watched part of it. I haven't got. I never got like past the first season though, so I don't know. This is. You know what's interesting? This is so crazy. So the last podcast that I recorded thirty minutes before I called you was with uh was with carrie and we were talking about stuff and he's reading the epic of gilgamesh which is sumerian and then and from the mesopotamian religion and then lilith is also from the mesopotamian religion so it's kind of creepy that i'm talking about it to you oh funny yes i'm and now i'm I'm wondering what's going. Oh my God! It's literally in the Epic of Gilgamesh. It says, "Oh, is it?" It says Lilith in Tablet Twelve of the Epic of Gilgamesh, dated 600 B. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. That's coincidental. Yes, you. Sh- uh, I don't know what's going on. I don't know where. It- 
I'm just reading and I don't know. But anyway, look it up when you get a chance because now your cat is a Sumerian something. Maybe. I don't know. How do you feel about, like, when was the last time you had, when was the last time you did mushrooms? Oh, it's been a really long time. Last time I did uh, shrooms was, like, shortly after the divorce and I did not have a good time. You probably had a lot to... There's madness in there. It was the closest I've ever come to having a bad trip. What What was it like? It was just I like I I got really low, really really low, really dark. That's crazy. That happened to me recently too, for yeah. the first time. And then, but I also somehow ended up like it didn't make me averse to using mushrooms. It made me understand more. And I was like, Oh, I get it. Like it was a bad trip, but somehow a good one was yours right. good in any way. Um, no. Was it just like pure, just destruction? It was just, um, uh, overwhelming. I ended up uh, taking my medicine so I could go to sleep. Well, that that's definitely not what you want, but also it is what happens sometimes. And it's, it's a good thing to acknowledge out loud too. Right. So, so have you had any positive psychedelic experiences? Oh, almost all of them have been. Yeah. That's why I said that was the closest I've come to having a bad trip. I wouldn't even consider it a bad trip because I just went to sleep. But So could you wait, what would you say is has been your most, if we can get into it in such a like vague way, do you have one that comes up that you want to share? I mean, they all they all had their own meanings and their own intents, you know. But and it's, is there... it's all it's all such a, an internal experience. There is no real way to put words to it. Have you is there a particular visual you've ever had? Um, I don't get visuals. Whoa. So you basically so it's more realization based? Yeah, yeah, that's why I say it's like all very internal. No, that's awesome. So I feel like that's good for people to hear so that you can know that you can partake in psychedelic or plant medicine based healing without needing to like trip out and see Jesus come out of the wall. Like it doesn't. Yeah, I prefer I prefer to spend my trips in the forest interacting with nature. I guess the most you could say is is like looking at leaves while you're tripping is absolutely insane. But so do you do you think you'd be different today if you hadn't ever partaken in? Oh, absolutely. What do you think changed if you could say? I mean, it it definitely helped me helped me find my positivity and the like the like path that I got myself on, you know. I, I don't know. I don't really. It's it's something that's always been really hard for me to talk about because no, like, that's that's it's such perfect. a personal interpretation. Like I could say any hundreds of words about it, and it wouldn't make sense to anybody besides me. No, I'm glad you said that. It helped you find your positivity because we've talked a lot about your kindness and not in like a. Obviously, that sounds very self-important, but we've I've <laughs> mentioned that you're a very kind person, and then and how a traumatic life sometimes leads to very kind people. So then it's funny that you said psychedelics helped you find your positivity because it's almost like that positivity would was built in you through your life experience and through seeing the bad side of humanity. 
but then it right. seems like sometimes psychedelics help you to express your inner light in a way i don't know if that's how it feels for you but for me it like i couldn't be nice to everyone till i had done psychedelics like my brain i couldn't i couldn't even be nice to my own parents right i don't know yeah, why i definitely understand that it was so messed up like i couldn't see them as having like true deep feelings like i had or other people and that sounds so crazy but it was just from therapy helped a little bit but the actual complete change came from just like a huge like a 15 gram mushroom trip right and it's crazy because i did that and i went to sleep i didn't even i just lay down and i went to sleep after eating 15 grams of mushrooms and i woke up the next day and i was a completely different and okay person and my most of my downs since then have just been like physical or like mishaps like it's not been like any kind of like more than like 24 hour downward spiral which is allowed of course i hope i have a week-long freak out so i can just so i can tell you about that next time but yeah it's i'm glad you said that do you do your parents know you've done psychedelics Eh, probably i don't know i don't really talk about that stuff with them what about siblings uh, my older brother definitely i don't talk about my uh, younger siblings with that stuff what about do you have a lot of friends who partake yeah and probably how i got into it all to begin with so do you feel like those people are like is there a and again obviously if your friends hear this then we're throwing someone under the bus but is there an archetype to people who use psychedelics or do you no. think they're so different that it's not generalized yeah everybody's very different especially the people and how they use it so then i guess it's good to there because i feel like there's this idea that you and i are talking and we we agree on some things and people someone might think oh well if you do enough mushrooms you get on this frequency that they're on but it's different for everyone. I know some people who are just lawyers who microdose and they're just, they function better. So they, right. they, they have nothing in common with us. They're just inducing altered neurological function through this plant that like, I don't know, like if we ate, I was just talking to other, someone about this, but apparently lion's mane and reishi and shaga mushrooms have, are as beneficial to your brain as psychedelic mushrooms. And I didn't know that. So I've started like trying to increase my consumption of them, but I don't really know why or what we're talking about, but yeah, yeah. I got lost, but at least I caught myself. No, that's all right. It happens. Do, do you have any big Halloween plans? Uh, no, I think my partner and I are going to go out to dinner, but I work at uh, 6 a.m. tomorrow and then I work at 5 a.m. the next day. So, whoa, wait, you're you did not. You're dating someone. I am. Yes. Yeah. So, well, it's actually technically not official. We're making it. <laughs> whoa. We're, we've decided we're going to make it official um, tomorrow so that our anniversary can be Halloween. Whoa. That would be that would be why you probably didn't know. Okay, I release this podcast till Tuesday. 
<laughs> no, that's fine. It's it's this is exciting because this is not, life is unfolding in real time. Yes. Whoa. It's where are you going on Halloween? To haunted house? No, he's gonna take me out to dinner. This is exciting. I'm I a little know. too excited. It's, it's pretty cool. It's my it's been like almost a year since the divorce so it feels right to like start dating again (laughs) is this your first foray back or i mean like the first thing that's like gone official okay i feel like that's that's a big one i've had some i've had some palate cleansers in the last year (laughs) i feel like that's funny that you said that because my palate cleansers were like poison pellets. Oh my god! So <laughs> I mean, I some like... of mine, some of mine probably were too. So no palate cleansing occurred. I'm just more. I'm trying to just like scrape off my taste buds. Right. I don't know what to do. I've. I think I need to eat hot ramen and burn my tongue. That's yeah. my solution to not tasting. See, this was kind of an unexpected thing, so I'm kind of just rocking with it. It's it's pretty cool. I'm I'm pretty happy with it. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like it's important to just accept what the universe gives you, not in a like a weird like like you get what you get kind of way, but just in a if something positive comes your way, however small a blessing and however temporary or long term it's good to just like actually accept it. So like the way right. it's so good because if it feels feel like, right, then it might be right. Yeah. And yeah. And there's like, no, there's like no spectrum of rightness. Sometimes like, like obviously taking, if you thought, if people thought about taking steps as much as we think about other things, we'd go crazy. But so I feel like, I don't know. I'm very inspired by the way you're talking. You sound like a cool guy. Well, thank you. <laughs> Wait, are you wearing a cool dad shirt today? No, I'm wearing like... my Animal Crossing sweater because it's cold. Okay, I respect. Once we start doing, I was going to say I see you and then I said respect. So it sound, I said I respect, but I respect you also. <laughs> uh, um. I think I'm going to maybe start doing some of these on Zoom so there might be video and that way we can interact more. But you don't have to do it on Zoom. It's just because some people want to do it on Zoom so there's going to be video. But yeah. That's pretty cool. I can see that making sense. Yeah. I don't know though because I'm my, my, my whatever however fleeting they may be my insecurities kicked in immediately and i was like wait i don't have cool clothes so then do i have to like how will i how will i seem visually appealing wait do i, I have mean to tattoos what do i, I literally have- exist in graphic t-shirts i don't think there's <laughs> such thing as expectations anymore what okay let's name what's the Graphic tee you wore before this one. Do you remember? Um, I was wearing my Zia Records shirt earlier. That good old Arizona representation. Yes, shout out Zia Records if you want to sponsor this podcast. Please. <laughs> <keep up funny. laughs> 
Um, oh, I miss Zia. I seem to go there too much because it's just Arizona people thing, right? Yeah, definitely. Circle K, Zia Records, Dutch Bros. Um, what are other Arizona things? Um, I don't know. We're Oreganos. You were you were gonna say Bahama Bucks, right? I don't know. Maybe I've never been there. Um, Oreganos, though. Oh yeah, I I've been there a few times. I wore I, my I have an Oreganos T-shirt that says "Legalize Marinara" on it, <sighs> and people people don't get it out here because there isn't an Oreganos out here. They they probably think you're one of those cannabis advocates. Those yeah. Gosh darn. <laughs> Thickening THC peddlers. Oh, it I, is already six o'clock over here. Does that does that mean you have to go? Um, probably. I have to go to bed in like an hour. Um. Oh yeah, because although have to wake up in the morning in November, daylight savings occurs because everywhere else is fucking stupid. So I will only be <laughs> an hour ahead of you. Okay. Uh, okay. Sorry, I sometimes just don't know where your sentences are going and with <laughs> other people I know. So I like my brain has no reaction. But with you, they literally just turn like it's like if I was if you were driving now from talking to you, I expect you to just veer left suddenly <laughs> like with no warning. Well, Arizona doesn't do daylight savings. Yes, I'm sadly aware. I, I like daylight savings because that no. I just I, no. Well, I, it seems daylight like savings is so fucking stupid. It does not benefit anybody. What is it? I just like it because it ha- makes one day weird, and I like having a weird day here and there. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. But, but what does it do? What is, I don't it changes actually, the time. So but like is it right one now, hour ahead? Right now, I'm two hours ahead of you. And then from November 6th until May something, I will be one hour ahead of you. But here's the thing is the sun already sets super fucking early. So like right now, the sun is already gone and it's only like six o'clock. So now the sun's going to be setting at like 430. Uh, like it's so stupid. That is confusing. But now there's now there's more time in the morning, I guess. More sun in the morning. I don't fucking know. But it's stupid and I hate it. Well, I between the no and but it's stupid and I hate it, I feel like the sound bites from the show are perfect. <laughs> I like how I said show. It's exciting. I feel like it is a show, honestly. I can't, I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be a show. We're going to, it's going to be, or it's going to be one of those weird video games that's not really a video game, but you like choose stuff and you're going to be able to like make little choices. Wait, did I break up? I said, choose your own adventure. Yes, like that, like a, but a game one where you can like, just like, you can choose to just punch me in the face in the middle of the podcast and then see what happens. So I realized you said like a game one, but my brain heard like a gay one. Uh, I mean, you can say that. I can say that. Yep. So 
you should you should propose it because I will support it. But if I propose it, it'll seem like I'm a gay choose your own adventure. Yes, great idea. That sounds <laughs> awesome. I would play it. Uh, I I li- li- recently learned about queer baiting, so now I'm like very aware of that because as like I've done so much marketing work for other people. And now I realize some of those people were maybe like intending to perform that act, but were unable to successfully do so because I didn't know how to, like, you know, I did was unaware of what they were trying to do. But now that I know about it, I'm just like really careful sometimes about like trying to use like, I guess why, why am I so scared of saying it? Like, obviously like the word ally is loaded, but like using that status to somehow yourself or uplift yourself seems creepy so does that make sense yeah no definitely why i'm like so i'm so hesitant but then also as a brown guy with a beard some people think like i believe that gay people need to be gathered up and stoned and i'm like no i'm not that kind of brown person with a beard i'm the other kind so like wait what's the other kind i'm like the nice one the nice, the good one right like, i don't know it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's really weird because most of my Lyft riders after if if they're LGBTQ plus anything, they always tell me at the end of the ride that they're, they were surprised and thought that I would be really like they sometimes use the word homophobic, too. And I'm like, dude, yeah. that, I'm I'm sorry that like my ethnic group or my like visual the whatever thing i belong to has been so discriminatory that i make people feel like i'm not even like upset about them feeling that way i'm just like i think i'm sharing it because it was so jarring to like just like how i get nervous around tsa because of what's happened to me it right. felt like that like i was tsa and i was like whoa i don't yeah, know that's understandable I mean, I feel like I feel like ev- every group though has that small portion of people who make them look bad and make other people weary of them. Yes. I you broke up a little bit on my side, but I'm sure it uh, recorded, right? I yeah, I just said like um every every group has that small group of people who make the overall group look bad to specific people, you know yeah i get yeah you know who we're talking about brown guys with beards you specifically know you do some weird stuff i was actually talking more about like white people but that Uh, too you can say that i yeah yeah okay so this is my version of the gay choose your adventure statement brown guys with beards we have to relax please calm down please (laughs) relax stop being so so weird (laughs) <laughs> a lot a lot is going on with brown guys with beards if you think about it like especially the stuff with the the stuff going on in the middle east with the hijab the iran stuff that's i'm not even i feel like it's disrespectful to really at length but so we will get to it but um i'm going to let you sleep are you okay. going to eat dinner though are you going to eat yes dinner? I am going to go. Um, I have no idea. I have to go see what the family wants to do. 
Is is curry an option at all? I mean, if I do curry, that'll be a just me thing because nobody else really likes it. Uh, White people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is? Did we get? Why did we get so controversial in the last six minutes? Why is it? <laughs> Because I'm tired and my filter's I'm, deteriorating. It's good. I like. Can we just next time start recording at this point? You want me to just start with white people? Just. Like, I was, I was gonna jokingly say MAGA, but I didn't. But I did. Know, <laughs> so. I mean, I if my if my family said it, it wouldn't be a joke. So. Sometimes, Andrew and I say it to each other. It's. That's hilarious. I like jump. <laughs> we'll be wrestling in the bed and I'll just jump on him and just like slap him on the butt and say MAGA. That's funny. <laughs> Man. All right, yes. Next time I'll start. I'll start the, the, the conversation with hello. White people have no taste. <laughs> well, I guess you're the, the line has been drawn in the sand. Thank you for talking to me. And yes, thank you. I Have know, a good night. Yes, I know it's a lot. Thank you for dealing with me. No, you are all good, friend. Have a good night. <laughs> good night. Bye.